Hello and welcome back to Blocker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're here to do another double episode of Bleach. Season 1, Episode 20, and then Season 2, Episode 1. Ichi, Ichim Marujin Shadow was written by Masashi Sogo, directed and story by... Shigeki Hatakeyama, Enter the World of Shinigami, story by Junya Koshiba, as well as directed by and written by Rika Nakase. These were really great episodes. I really like the season finale of, of one. And the opener of season two came with a lot of information a little bit of an exposition dump here and there, but necessary because now we're on a different type of playing field. I am curious to know how long we're going to stay in the Soul Society, if this is going to be a whole season arc, or if there are going to be other things developing. And I have a feeling that, that we might be here a little bit longer than than what I expected first going into the season. I thought it was going to be like a quick go and grab, but by how they're fleshing out the world, I think they're going to do more of that. So I'm excited to see how the show explores introducing new people, new conflicts, because thus far the conflict is preventing Rakia's execution, whereas the first season was more about understanding there's a soul society and the powers that certain people around Ichigo himself being very much a a golden child of sorts and getting to this realm where there's going to be more of an intrigue and the idea that the spirit society would have a classism is very interesting and I think there's a lot of things that the elders like Hatton Clogs and even Yora Ricci, when I have a hard time saying that name, are not explaining to these children that are very much snowballs being tossed into hell is the analogy I'm going for, even though they feel formidable, especially after Ichigo's uh, victory. In the premiere episode, I have a feeling that they've only scratched the surface of exactly the full extent of power that is going on within this society. But I think it comes with a lot of other rather intriguing things that you would not expect after death. Before we jump into the recap and review, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. In the Soul Society, two captains, one we now know is Jen. I'm going to work on saying his last name. And another guy with spiky hair approached Captain K about how he's feeling regarding his sister's execution. They admire his calm coldness, showing he is a mentor to other Soul Reapers. But it feels like they're trying to dig 
the knife in the wound or elicit a response from him. But I don't even think that's the case, at least not the response that becomes physical, but certainly to pick his brain about his emotions and figure out and for what purpose, I don't know. But the mouthier one, Spike, he says criminals are such a bother to the nobles to which Rikia's brother replies, my, my, how unusual for a commoner to understand the subtleties of nobility. Burn, baby, burn. It's things like that that can hurt your feelings and, you know, prick your pride. So now he gone decide he's going to continue to offer up his opinion on things, even though he clearly made it known my lineage is of no concern to you and he says well i was sensitive from a young age i'm guessing sensitive to the force or the spiritual power whatever but how about i show you how sensitive i am by chopping off your sister's head before the execution something captain k scoffs at since he isn't nearly as capable sensing his friend's immediate demise the blonde one, Jen, parcels Buddy up and offers condolences and regards. That's how you know you fucked up. That's how you know you fucked up. He feels like I came to poke the bear but not start an actual brawl. Back in our world, we learned the Zanpakuto is the name of the sword that can kill hollows and soul reapers alike when hat and clogs pulls his sword ichigo believes it is not a threat because it doesn't look like a strong sword until yarahara reveals the sword's name is benihim or behemi which reveals his zanpakuto's true form every sword has a name and ichigo's while big that's what she said doesn't have the spiritual energy flowing through it since he doesn't know his sword's name once that sword is left with just a hilt because he destroyed all of it he runs until his spirit energy buddy shows up and tells him cannot help because my mind is always in the gutter to make the analogies i am (laughs) of naming your sword (laughs) zanigetsu arrives in force but the sexiest thing about uh ichigo getting his influx of power was how yurahara just casually moved out of the way Ichigo's sword is unlike any other with no hilt and in the shape that makes Desai's eyes twitch. They've been the peanut gallery, him and that kid, the whole episode. Ichigo takes a swing and is able to knock off the hat, which is now torn. Yorohara made some magical protection for himself so he didn't lose an arm and tells Ichigo, even though he's taking a nap right now, that he is one frightening kid because he did not expect him to do it in one swing. So lesson three is cleared. And now it's time to open the gate. 
checking back in with the rest of the Avengers. I need to give them another name. The classmates. <laughs> Doesn't sound as as uh intimidating. But that's what we're gonna go with for right now. It's a working it's a work in progress. Quincy has also completed his training. All we got to see was him thank his sensei. I was forced to watch Chad's rather awful looking arm. Emu celebrates his strength because he knocked out a wall, but the cat <laughs> yelled at him for drawing a crowd, not controlling said strength, and urges them to both run out the back door, which had fallen down the stairs. That cat was impressed. He was impressed with how quickly they unlocked their power, but not impressed at all with the rest of their entire beans. How do I reach these kids? After training, they all go back to reality to check back in. They're excited for the, well, at least the people that are still dealing with non-soul society issues are excited for the fireworks festival. Inu and Tattoo take a moment to enjoy the autumn view with Inu complimenting her friend on being the second strongest girl in the school, which came at the cost of an injury. Tattoo knows something's going on since a lot of people seem to be going on vacation next week, including Ichigo. And while they both have magical memories that they're not sharing with each other, she encourages her friend to go forth and do what she needs to do. Doing her best because it's better to try than to not have tried at all. And that she'll be right here. And I could get down with this ship. This is something I would like to see, even though I know it's not going in that direction. Ichigo finally smiles, and it's the first time he really has since Rikia has left. He leaves his window open at the appropriate time that Yorohara gave him, only to get a bloody piegram <laughs> from across the way, telling him to meet at his shop which is something he also could have just told him like in that direction of leaving open the window you could have just said come to my shop then says p.s the point indeed was for it to look like a murder crime scene in your bedroom have a sense of humor <laughs> before he leaves his dad jumps from the roof to ambush him and unfortunately gets his face bashed in since he didn't expect his son to move so quick but then took credit for it well that you can definitely tell you're my kid gifting him with an amulet his mother gave him which he wants him to have for good luck on his trip and for a minute just for a second because it wasn't that weird even though he's weird earlier you cute girls gonna come would you stop being a pedophile please um it made me think that he is fully aware of what his son can do. But I think that's still a story to be explored because all of his kids seem to have some special power. So it makes sense. Maybe it just came from the mom. She was the one that attacked. So we know she had something. But dad seems to be the normal one. If normal could be what you would describe that man. When Ichigo gets to the shop, he is bamboozled to see his classmates there as well, all ready to go save Rukia. Yoruchi tells him he should have noticed their increasing power and instead of criticizing them, should bow down and thank them for their service. Holy Jesus! What is that? 
the fuck is that? I like Yorichi. He just be telling it like it is. <laughs> the boys continue to point out it is in fact weird. I do think it's weird that he has such a uh Italian accent. <laughs> Sound like he's been smoking too many cigarettes. <laughs> You know what else was weird? Indy showing up being like, take care of me. Say what? I mean, she said she was doing it for a tattoo and that she made a promise that she intends to keep coming back to her girl. But at the same time, why would you open with that introduction? Yurohara shows them how Ichigo transforms. (laughs) Yurohara is becoming one of my favorites. He is hilarious with Ichigo going you could have warned me several times Yurohara has to keep the team on topic conjuring the gate which is a spirit particle conversion machine Ichigo said let's go before Yurohara gave him kidney damage with that cane telling him that only (laughs) that you have only four minutes Oh, that was so funny. He's like, I need you to calm the fuck down to get the non soul reapers passed or they will be stuck in soul purgatory. I need you to understand the stakes. So when you run in, you run in like it is for your actual life because it will be. Yorichi, I need a nickname for him because, um, well, cat is my nickname, tells them the way for it is to listen to your heart. <laughs> I was thinking about that in the song, listen to your heart. And then it didn't come out that way at all. Basically, you better be stronger. You ain't gonna survive. They enter through the portal with Yarahara seemingly unable to pass, which makes me wonder what is he? What is Yorichi? He says, I'm counting on you, Ichigo. And it seems as if he cares about Rikia too. But he also is, it feels like he's being sent on a mission he's unaware of. Does anyone else get that feeling? Is that just me? Which leads us nicely into the premiere of season two. We open with the escape in progress. It would seem an alert goes off in the Rukan district that there are irrelevant irregularities <laughs> along the western gate Renji wonders with another shocked person what is happening I thought it was a good swap to think that this this uh, scene would play out in this episode but it seems to be somewhere in the future currently the team are running from the restrictive current collapsing around them with Yurichi Yoruchi, cat, saying, uh, if you can look back, then you can run faster. Stop getting distracted. Quincy is almost taken. His outfit is blamed. But Chad picks him up and starts bolting with their problems added when the cleaner also shows up, which he does every seven days. And this just happens to be the seventh. Inu manifested her powers in a clutch, getting them away. Quincy said it's a good thing I bought me an extra cape to Chad and Ichigo's disgust, but no one is more disgusted than the cat that straight up pimp slapped Inu. Damn! 
cat ain't got no time for their nonsense like you know not what you do okay you better be glad that hit your shield even uh ichigo went from shut up to take it easy also we're in the rukan district which is not only the most populated but the poorest and most free place in the soul society as the soul reapers live in the seriti which clearly looks a lot more luxurious and clean ichigo his whole process is i'm just gonna run into shit and figure out what happens clearly showing 72 hours is not enough training even those five extra days we find out he had is still not quite enough i mean to get the job done sure but i have a feeling that's going to come and bite him in the butt at some point he stupidly runs in the direction of the white road gate one of four that guards the sarai gates triggering the jindambo i'm just gonna call him jj who is one huge bitch yorichi is losing his damn mind these niggas crazy as fuck as he watches the other two idiotic children chad and inu blindly run to support their even more juvenile counterpart it's been 300 years since anyone has gotten past this gate instead of coming up with a strategy they just go i'm here for you they are stopped short when they are told the rules by the giant which are wash your hands don't eat food off the floor and when there's a fight it's a one-on-one thing so you can't just uh decide you're gonna jump in and it get unfair chad said fuck them rules (laughs) not understanding that the giant has superb hearing from being so far away especially when y'all asses ain't even whispering ichigo tells them don't worry about it i got it y'all i got it he got his powers back in five days instead of 10 proving you know i'm special and in those five days i learned absolutely nothing sparring with yorohara except that i have stamina and guts and it's gotten me this far and to be fair it's true chad realizes what it truly was though experience He is able to defend every blow from the giant retaliating with one single blow, destroying his axes, sending him flying. JJ so shocked he considers the loss only a close call. I'm in denial. When reality sets in, he starts breaking down crying. So Ichigo consoles him being like, okay, I didn't have to take both of them. I get it. I get it. But the giant's like, you ain't, you ain't bad. I'm a loser and here you are consoling me. And since you won, honestly, I'm gonna let you and your homeboys through. Telling him his name is cute. He says, no, it has a purpose. Itch means one, go means protect. The one that protects. He opens the gate per promise, but stops when he sees the captain of squad three which is the Jin fella we met earlier approaching and despite his smile the giant looks ill And that is where we end things. I wonder if Ichigo is going to get pulled into some intrigue because we still have a time frame, 30 days or something to that effect. 
before Rukia is executed, which means we have time to explore more things going on with the Soul Society. With this guy being right here, smiling, seeming like a friendly face, makes me feel like he's not quite so friendly. And what could he possibly want with Ichigo? I'm curious if he might utilize him as a tool and with whatever game he's playing with Ichigo's brother. Because I have a feeling if there's classism, that means there's divides. <laughs> there's political maneuvering. I gave the finale of season one a 10 out of 10, and I gave the premiere a nine. If you want to send feedback on our next episodes, lockercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Yeah.